It's Rob Rock right here on your classic metal show from the Holy Hell release that is the title track. And uh, just before that, we heard some more brutality from Pantera with uh, the uh, Great Southern Trend Kill. Right. And uh, that was a request, Chris. One of our one of our fans, Alec, he wanted to hear some uh, Pantera. I thought you were washing the gay off from my request. <laughs> no, no, it had nothing to do with that. I no, I didn't mind that song at all. That yeah. honeymoon suite. Yeah, it wasn't one of their softer ones. At least it had some good guitar riff in it. Mm-hmm. So. Not like the Great Southern Trend Kill, but it had some guitar riff. <laughs> well, I, I realized that uh, you know the Great Southern Trend Kill is definitely uh, the um, uh, we want the model for what uh, Phil is doing with his uh, illegals. Oh yeah, yeah, he definitely got his start getting heavier there. Really, I, I would say that that was kind of the lead into Superjoint, kinda like the direction that Superjoint ended up taking. And then the illegals kind of built and got even heavier off of the super joint model. Yeah. yeah. Phil can do no wrong for me. Well, He's yeah, Phil, of- Phil's a very talented guy. I mean, his <laughs> his ability, especially especially as to how fucked up he was at some point with yeah. you know being being so far gone with the with the drugs and whatnot. But man, I'll tell you what, his talent uh, as far as his aggressive singing style and his performance and energy and all that right he's unparalleled in that uh in that regard you know yeah there's nobody that there's nobody that ever ever never never did it with as much intensity as that guy in so many different projects that's the that was always the weird thing with him is you know i mean every one of his projects was good if you liked if you liked pantera and super if you liked phil Pantera, super joint, illegals, down, whatever. They're they're all they're all solid, solid projects mm-hmm. for you know, and and it never it never wavered with him, man. Always good stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, well, uh anyway, um since we're doing this video, radio, streaming, whatever you want to call it, uh yeah. you know, we we, uh, you and I have been involved with, especially the online streaming stuff since, uh, 2000, mm-hmm. uh, even earlier, I think 99. Right. And, uh, you know, here we are 20 years removed from that and, and technology is where it's at to where now you can watch a, a live for lack of a better term, television show yeah. of us doing our thing. And, you know, obviously there were other uh shows that uh were doing this early on but they were they had the backing of big money uh you know be it uh howard stern who he had his e-show mm-hmm. you know that was kind of a new concept at that time back in the 90s when he was doing sure. the e-radio show and you know it came on late at night and you know for the most part it was fairly uncensored yeah it was you know so to, to be able to see Howard Stern live in the studio and uh, having all the camera angles and seeing all the guests come in and, you know, just basically watching radio on your television. Yeah. You know, that, that was, that was a big deal. I remember how many people were always talking, did you see the Howard Stern show on E? I watched it religiously. Of course. I loved it. It was new. It was, it was exciting technology for the time. Yeah. You know, so so that that was kind of groundbreaking. And then, uh, you know, I miss, you know, some of these uh, uh, I guess you would call them news organizations. Was I miss on in the morning on like what was he on like MSNBC or something? Yeah, exactly. So they started Mm -hmm. doing the in-studio broadcast, the live radio stuff on on some of these cable channels and whatnot. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the the thing that the common denominator behind all of that was they had money behind it. Right. You know, they, they had this, the technology and the money and, you know, here, Chris and I are now doing this with two small webcams, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, Chris and I were talking today when we were doing the little testing that, and we brought this up on the show before. And our friend, uh, from down there in, uh, Louisiana, who's, who's actually in broadcast, uh, television mm-hmm. who chimes in every now and again, well, yeah. we're we're at the point now because 
commercial television, be it your local stations or network TV, is is dying. It has been dying. Sure. And they have to do everything in their power to um, cut expenses because they're certainly not as popular as they used to be because there's so many more alternative things like watching this show mm-hmm. than, than watching commercial television. So we were we were discussing and we had discussed on the show before about how these, you know, on the scene reporters, they used to go out there with a um a um satellite truck or a or a the microwave truck. Yeah. And uh-huh. and and send the video back to the studio, but now they're just doing it with their iPhone. They're just holding right. their iPhone up and go, yeah, we're out here on the scene at this uh, terrible car uh, accident out here. It's got traffic all snarled up you know and and they're just holding their iphone up there and and broadcasting it back to the studio yeah dude it's the same this software that that i'm using is called Streamyard, and and again i'll thank Toomey for turning me on to it because it's really fucking great but um I, i i don't know if i told you this or not but i um i installed to check it out that the new nbc um Pay pay for stream whatever that the, whatever you call it the channel the Peacock channel okay on my Apple TV because that they said that it's got free content as well as premium content so I wanted to check it out and see what was free and specifically I wanted to see if they were going to broadcast live in case I decide to watch any football games or something I could watch it there instead of fucking with my antenna um but I was playing around with it and I went over to the sports section like of their thing. And I watched a couple of videos of, you know, that guy, Mike Florio that does the um, pro football talk on NBC. Mm, can't say that. I do. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's an NBC guy. Okay. Right, that's, that's, you know, he's an NBC sports guy. All right. And I was watching his broadcast. He's doing his broadcast with this same exact software. Mm-hmm. Had the same exact, you know, I mean, obviously it wasn't cleaned up to CMS thing, but he had the he had the the logo in the same place at the being the same size, and he had the same screen and everything. And the only thing he didn't have was a camera as good as mine or yours. <laughs> he looked like he was doing it through the the webcam that comes on his fucking shitty MacBook Pro. He probably does. Hey, he probably didn't invent. He couldn't. He's on TV playing for millions of people, and he can't invest a hundred dollars in a camera well that that was what that's what we were talking about early on when this pandemic thing hit and these live broadcasters were doing their shit from home yeah and it's just like you you couldn't you know go to best buy and have them deliver a good a decent camera to your house if you had to stay at home and do your you know your weather report or your broadcast from your house uh you and i have both bought cameras you know, I, I'm this camera that I'm using right now is the Logitech C922. I believe it was eighty nine dollars. Okay. And you're using what the Brio, the right? Brio, and I got that for one forty nine. And one hundred, so one hundred fifty bucks, and that's pretty much as top end as it gets without buying a, you know, a television quality camera. But I would say this is television quality after watching Mike Florio from NBC do a. <laughs> do a dog shit version of it yeah you know i I, it's amazing to me the guy plays for millions of people and he's doing it on a fucking shitty one megapixel macbook pro camera well you know this goes back and i still laugh about this that that thing you brought to the show way back in march where what was it? Your local radio guys were were talking about how much how much technology and Man, you know, there's just so much going on here. I have to try to do this. That, and the other. Yeah. It's just like, dude, it's not that hard. It's way too hard. Man. Yeah, but I had everybody else doing this for me. Right. Well, it's a different world we live in. Yeah. Learn, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you you had sent over an excellent article here, and 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 the reason I brought this up was because of mm-hmm. where we are with these big corporate conglomerates. And and the value that they may or may not have just due to the fact that technology is basically uh, uh, wiping out the big corporations with with the whole broadcasting thing. Because, again, if you're watching us tonight, you see Mm -hmm. that we can do this. 
and and actually make it look good and make it look quality and the the audio quality the video quality everything's as good as television yeah if we would just if we would just not swear and and you know do woke think instead of wrong think we could be on tv right now yep with this setup well apparently um one one man now controls live nation iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Ticketmaster, and Pandora. <laughs> One guy. One guy. Yeah. So basically whatever political leaning he has is what you're going to get from everything in 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 commercial media. Yeah. Unreal. Mhm. Well, years ago and this was when I was in broadcasting school back in the mid 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, the, there was a, you know, basically a statute or, or a law that, uh, any broadcast media or any kind of media could not own more than two media outlets in any market. Right. That, that being like two radio stations, one radio station, one TV station, so on and so forth. Well, then, uh. When Clinton was in office, he signed a bill that made it unlimited to any media company because basically when it came to um, radio, conservative radio, yeah, it always does better than liberal talk. Sure. It still time. does. It still does. Even even uh, when, you know, satellite radio came on board, I think uh, the libs try to have a, their own station called Air America and that failed sure. miserably. Yeah, went off no time. Yeah, nobody nobody cares. Libs are not educated people. Well, yeah, you know they're 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 so um, smug in their thoughts that uh, you know people don't want to learn. But uh, when it comes to you know conservative talk radio, be it uh, you know uh, Rush Limbaugh or uh, Mark Levin or Sean Hannity or uh, mm-hmm. a Savage or you know whoever they they get big numbers. Yeah, so well. Um, Republicans or right-leaning people, you know, they they actually care enough about their values to try and and fight for their values. Where left-leaning people, they don't they don't give a fuck about their values, so they just you know they don't support anything that actually preaches them. Nope. So you know there there have been you know liberal talk show people out there who had shows, but they never do the numbers. They never. Uh, do well uh at all you know because nobody cares Mm -hmm. but uh anyway uh since then these big uh corporate companies have been able to um merge and all be part of one well the justice department has approved billionaire john malone's takeover of iHeartMedia, which was in bankruptcy right and he now controls the music industry from the root to the fruit (laughs) The Justice Department has greenlit a proposal by Liberty Media to increase its holdings in iHeartMedia. iHeartMedia is the owner of the nation's largest collection of broadcast radio stations. Now, you remember, (laughs) fuck those liberal cunts. Uh, If you remember back in the 90s, you know, when Live Nation, it was even before Live Nation, it was Clear Channel. Mm-hmm. And and they were buying up all the venues and they were buying up all the radio stations. I remember when they came into Cleveland, they basically swallowed up almost all the radio stations in Cleveland. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the thing is, it's like, you know, only because I'm familiar with the market, you know, all the radio stations in Cleveland were owned by a bunch of different. They were all competitors is what they were. Sure. And, um, you know, when, when they were able to buy more than one station, uh, clear channel came in, they bought up like eight or 10 stations and they all housed them in that one building that's up there on, uh, in independence on yeah, Rockside road. road. Yeah. Oak tree. Yeah. And it's, they're all in one building and you go oh. and I went to that building and visited there one time and you walk into this corridor 
And well, there's WMMS, there's W, you know, whatever. There's W. You, know, you walk down and you just point the different studios out, and it goes, well, that's the country station, that's the rock station, that's the talk station, that's the, and it's all in one building on one floor in one corridor. Yeah, it was, dude, you know, not to get off the point, but that's how I ended up meeting Jennifer Love Hewitt was because I was up there doing the metal show when we were on MMS and she was in another studio doing um, Kiss FM or whatever that was called at right. the time, the pop station. And she was there and I just kind of, I, I ran into her and I was like, Ooh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, I went up and said hello to her and. And I told her, it's funny because I told her I loved her album and she, she looked at me with my Slayer t-shirt on and she was like, you don't fucking listen to what I listen to or what music I make. And then I started quoting songs from her, from her disc and she's like, oh my God, really? Yeah. You know this stuff? But yeah, but yeah, you're, that was, that was the, the way that station was set up. It was like 10 stations or seven stations or whatever in one hallway. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, the views all sort of leaned the same way because everybody was in the same fucking workspace. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing about that is that they were able to eliminate, you know, all the sales staff mm -hmm. because uh, they had one sales staff that sold commercial, you know, time for all the stations. Right. You know, so instead of having any competitors in the market, it was just one big one big company, Clear Channel. Yeah. You know. And then, uh, you know, when once technology started, uh, you know, becoming more popular with the podcast and whatnot, uh, Clear Channel went broke because they bought all those properties. They bought all those radio stations and then people stopped listening to radio. It's just like, yeah, fuck this. There's podcasts to listen to. There's Spotify. There's Pandora. There's, you know, mm -hmm. iTunes. I and think a ton of people gravitated to xm and sirius mm -hmm. they did and people loved that for a while and then the podcasting came out of the Sirius or the the sirius and xm and that's when everybody just was like you know what enough of this fucking nonsense it still amazes me though how many people fucking still listen to commercial radio yeah, i i don't i you know but but the thing is is that these properties are becoming less and less and less valuable i mean oh yeah you know a, a couple of years ago here in the chicago market one of the biggest um rock stations in the in the country you know next to like mms it was the mm -hmm. was wlup the loop right you sure know? and and they no longer exist they're they're a christian radio station now yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, so so the big one of the biggest rock stations in the third largest market in the United States no longer exists because, the, you know, it just wasn't yeah. worth shit. Mm -hmm. It's not that they did anything great because, you know, their their programming was horrific because they played the same, you know, 40 songs. Right. You know, over and over again. So you could hear Leonard Skinner, Freebird or, you know, Van Halen running with the devil every third hour. Right. You know, whatever, but just terrible. But so this guy, this, um, this, uh, big billionaire guy, he, he owns now, uh, the, uh, iHeart, which used to be clear channel, right? Live nation, which is the live component with the, of course, we've covered live nation a million times and we've got more mm -hmm. live nation news tonight, as a matter of fact. And, uh, you know, now he owns Sirius XM. And he right. owns, uh, you know, the, the streaming music service, Pandora. Just mm -hmm. un unbelievable. The expansion was authorized by federal antitrust prosecutors Wednesday. The deal allows Liberty Media to expand its share of iHeartMedia by up to 50%. The company currently holds a 5% stake in iHeartMedia, the company that controls more than 850 AM and FM stations, as well as the streaming service, iHeartRadio. Right. The company is currently the planet's biggest commercial publisher of podcasts. Our podcast, our, our podcast didn't do shit on iHeartMedia. No, not really. Yeah. And then we got kicked off, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, we got kicked <laughs> off, but who cares? We hardly did any traffic <laughs> well, over we there. We really didn't do a lot of traffic on iHeart. No. 
Uh, Liberty Media is owned by billionaire John Malone, who was famously referred to by Al Gore as Darth Vader. Known mm-hmm. for his expansionist and aggressive business uh, tactics, Malone drew scrutiny in recent years for his support of Horrors of Horrors, Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, you know, this guy's a dead man. He likes yeah. Donald Trump. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I hate him. Let's let's cancel him somehow. Yeah. Malone donated $250,000 to the Trump inauguration. Oh, my God. Yeah. Unlikely that a businessman uh, donates a big chunk of money to whoever's in power at that time. Yeah. You know. Just just dumb. That's what mm-hmm. business people do. It doesn't matter who's in power. If who's ever got the big stick at the time, that's who you throw some money at. Well, and, and the reason you do is so that you so that they stay away from you and your business. Of they, course. You know, they're not they're not doing it. Trust me when I tell you this guy. What's his name? Malone. Yeah, Malone. Malone sure ain't doing it because he's like, you know what? I believe in Donald's policies. He's he's doing it for one fucking reason. If he gets in trouble. He's got the president on his on his speed dial. Yeah. That's why he's donating money. I guarantee you he donated to whoever the the, the other candidate was at the time too, uh, Hillary. Or or uh if he gets in trouble and and the FCC is looking at him, mm-hmm. he can kind of count on the uh, administration say, "Hey, you know, kind of lay off this guy. He's, you know, yeah. he's he's a donor." Of course. You know, that's how it works. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that's how it works. Uh, Malone owns a controlling portion of the U.S. biggest satellite radio service, Sirius XM. Uh, okay, well, I get that. Uh, rock, rock, rock and roll a cola. I like when DJs have control of things and they play the album cuts that are obscure and give airplay to current product by Veteran Acts. Cool enough. I think Tom Petty had a song about the last American DJ or something like that that kind of talked about that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this would include uh, control of Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. Boy, the largest ticketing platform on the planet is yet to uh, be seen. How this move aids the solvency of the already ailing live nation business. As said in the space previously, Live Nation has always maintained their position through the domination rather than innovation. That's absolutely true. <laughs> wow. That's true. It is true. But wow. What a statement in an article, huh? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's about time people start being honest about shit. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. That's why we're so goddamn popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're stars. Yeah. We're big. We're, we're big time. Sure. Several consumer advocacy and anti-monopoly groups such as uh, Artists Rights Allegiance and the Open Markets Institute, Published Citizens and the Center for Digital Democracy. Center for Digital Democracy. Mm. Wow, that sounds important. That's right up there with uh, (laughs) CBLM. Yeah. And others oppose the deal. These groups warn the effects will likely be catastrophic on the radio industry. What radio industry? There's no radio industry. Yeah, apparently the radio industry is this guy's fucking inbox. Yeah. We are the radio industry here. Exactly. (laughs) The radio industry. Uh Who listens to fucking radio? Old people. I guess. Yeah, it's but like I said, there's still a lot of people. Yeah, it cracks me up that there's like a lot of people out there that they have a car that's like a 2016 or up and they have a smartphone in their pocket and then they bitch because they're listening to stupid Mike Trevisano and 18 minutes of commercials or whatever. I I have a um, USB cord that's Mm -hmm. plugged in, you know, it's it's a just permanent plugged into my car. And the minute I get into my car, I, in. I, I pull out my iPhone and I plug it in. But even in your car, you could Bluetooth if you wanted if to. If I right? wanted to, but but I don't have the um, the uh, features, you know, on the on-dash features unless it's plugged in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because, because I, I got the touch screen. All right. So you've the, got the, 
what I, I, whatever that's called, I play or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so as soon as I plug in my phone, then I can control my phone just on the touch screen on the dash. Right. You that's know, pretty. so that's the, that's the first thing I do. I, I get mm-hmm. in the seat, pull my phone out, plug it in, buckle up, fire mm-hmm. up that big engine and roar out of the driveway. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the same exact way. When I get out, when I go out, those rare moments when I go out in the, <laughs> in, the in the car, first thing I do is I set the I set the phone in the little. I got one of those little phone things that you you know hooked into the the vent or whatever. Yeah. And I turn the car on, and within like ten seconds, it connects. Mm-hmm. It doesn't connect. I turn the car off again, and then try again because I'm like. I'm not driving until I'm connected to my phone. I'm not going to go to commercial radio and start listening to whatever Baskin and Phelps on 92.3 or what. I'm not listening to that horse shit. Right. No way. But that's what I do. I, I certainly, you know, and, and again, I, and here's fun. And Sal can, Sal can vouch for this. Uh, Sal came and uh, hung out with me over the 4th of July weekend. Right. And it's been so long since I played satellite radio on my car mm-hmm. that, you know, satellite radio was free that weekend. Right. So I thought, okay, well, Sal and I are going to cruise out to my sister's place because we're going to go shoot guns. So I thought, right. okay, well, we'll just throw some music on in the background while we're just cruising. It's not like we're going to listen to the radio, just something to have some background music. Right. I, I forgot how to even tune into the satellite radio feature. <laughs> I'm sitting there poking around on the, on the screen. It's like, how in the fuck do I turn into that XM thing? You know, because <laughs> it's been so long. I haven't touched it. It's been, you know, close to two years. And what and do it, you have for the antenna? That fin thing? It, it's right on the top of the car. Is that fin looking like it looks like a shark fin? Yeah, it looks like a shark fin. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so I thought. Now, how in the hell do I even tune in this XM? Right. You know, and I finally poked around there and finally found the the setting for it because it just, I just automatically plug in my iPhone and, you know, listen to what I want to. Exactly. So Neely, Neely, um, what's his name here? Bradley Linko in the chat room or in the, the YouTube chat has the answer to how radio is staying alive. They're all listening to Tradio. <laughs> They're listening to Tradio. Welcome to Tradio. Tradio. You're next on Tradio. Right. What do you got to sell? <laughs> Tradio. Tradio. <laughs> Craigslist on the air. Yeah. Too funny. It is funny. All right. Anyway, these groups warn the effects will be likely catastrophic. On a radio industry already stifled by consolidation. Well, nobody's listening to radio. Nobody's yeah. significant anyway. Yeah, I mean, dude, all you need to know is all you need to know to know that nobody's listening is that there's no dominant person. Yeah, nobody nobody's listening to radio. If they are listening, and here's the other thing, you know, I've I've said it here on the show a, a bunch of times that I listen to Mark Levin. I don't mm-hmm. listen to him. He he comes on at like I think six o'clock or something. I'm at home by six. I'm not listening to him and go through the commercials. The next day I just plug my phone in on my way to work and I listen to the podcast with no commercials. Yeah, the podcast just loads to your phone. Yeah, it's a three hour show and I listen to it in like uh you know, like an hour and forty minutes or something because right. it's got, you know, all the shitty commercials taken mm-hmm. out, you know. Yeah. But, and that's why I, that's why I don't understand why do people still listen to commercial radio when e- even shows like you know I always bag on Trevisano because his show is such a bag of shit and it really is awful. But you could you could literally listen to Mike Trevisano without the commercials or without most of the commercials. You know they have a podcast too and they cut out most of that bullshit. And at least if you listen to it on demand, you can just hit. You know, 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds to skip the commercials. You know, if you wanted to, I, I don't get, I don't get why anybody, why anybody listens to it at all. Most of the radio shows are on podcasts now. And, and most of them other than a, in a beginning role and an end role there, that's it. So you can just, you know, and, and this is maybe I'm a dork. I probably am with it, but for every one of the podcasts that I have on my phone, I know how much commercial time they have on their, um, you know, on their 
their thing, whether it's 30 seconds or 60 seconds, or in some cases, 90 seconds. And I use pocket casts on my phone and you can configure for each show to start playing, skip the first, whatever seconds. So even with our show, because we have the commercials from Spreaker, Mm -hmm. I have our show set to start playing at 60 seconds. So if I go to listen to one of our, one of our shows, I hit play and it skips the commercials. And we still get paid. So what do I give a fuck? We still get paid because, I, because you know, I downloaded them already. Right. So, so that's, you know, it's, you can skip the commercial horseshit that you don't want to hear in the first fucking place. Unless you're listening to stuff like Trunk or Trunk will be like, yeah, you know, Mike Portnoy is going to be next on the show after I do 30 minutes of telling you about me. But before <laughs> I tell you about me, let me tell you about what I was doing yesterday. I was eating the impossible Whopper over Burger King. Two for six dollars. It was impossible for me to even finish the first bite. Yeah, it was impossible, all right. <laughs> but let me tell you, you could get one too. They're two for six dollars right now at your Burger King. Open twenty four hours, even during the pandemic. Burgerking.com. And now guys, let's get back to whatever. Mike Portnoy. Wow. <laughs> he is so bad with those commercials. Yeah, he likes to get paid, I guess. Yeah. That's like, did did I tell you that Spreaker's trying to get us to add more commercials to our show? I wasn't aware, no. Yeah, they changed some new thing. I just saw it yesterday that now all the, when you go into the back end, all of them have a big red dollar sign X on them. And um, when you click it, it says, you don't have enough, you don't have enough mid-roll commercials in your show. You you should insert mid-roll commercials <laughs> into your show. Well, that's, I guess that's for the people who are interested in making some bank. Yeah, I just was like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. I don't mind making a little bit, but Jesus Christ, we're not going to fucking pollute the show with every 10 minutes. Hey, here's another commercial. Fuck that. It's bad enough that we have to do the ones we do do. <laughs> <laughs> you said doo-doo. Doo-doo, of yep. course. All right. What is perhaps the most dangerous, dangerous Mm-hmm. Is the sudden ability for one man and one company to control soup to nuts the trajectory of the music industry? Yeah. This, this right wing billionaire mm-hmm. holds the strings to the series of companies that control touring, concerts, festivals, ticketing, radio, and podcasts. Good. So, 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 what is this guy not interested in making money on all of those uh, platforms? So he's going to say, you know what? I think Metallica is evil. I'm not going to support their uh, tour. No, he's going to say, you know, Metallica brings in a billion dollars on a tour. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to put them at the front of the list. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine. You would make me money, but nah, I'm not going to let you play my venues. That's not going to happen. No. Look, the the reason this guy is a billionaire that could afford to buy every bit of fucking media in the country is because he never says no to money. Yeah. That's his first and foremost. He doesn't give a fuck about politics. All he wants is money. Yeah. Hey, this is a good gamble for us to uh, support this tour. Yeah. He's going to make money. That's what this guy does. And I guarantee you, if he got in, voted into any kind of office, they'd hate him every much, every bit as much as Trump. Because I guarantee you, he is a cutthroat motherfucker. Of course, he's a boardroom cutthroat like Trump. Yeah, this is that's how the guy became becomes a billionaire and buys up all these properties. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not out of ideology. He doesn't right. go, oh, you know, I, I and and that rage against the machine is a good example. Yeah, I hate those guys. Fuck those guys. I'm not I'm not going to I'm going to make sure they don't see a stage ever. Yeah, please. That guy, a Rage Against the Machine tour will bank probably 100 million dollars because they haven't toured in a really long time and mm-hmm. you know, it'll, I mean, it'll make more than that, but it'll make whoever the promoter is 100 million dollars. I can promise you this guy that's pro Trump and whatever will be right there fucking being a hypocrite putting him on a stage. And they'll be right there on that stage being hypocrites, taking that guy's money. Yeah, of course. You know, they're not going to turn down the tour. He's not going to turn down the message on his stages. Stop it. Because in the end, none of these guys give two fucks about their politics. Yeah, it's they not about ideology. Care. It's about making a, ba- a, bu- a buck. Yeah, that's all they give a fuck about mm-hmm. is making a dollar. Mm-hmm. 
Um, let's see here. Where would I leave off here? Uh, the potential for monopoly exclusion and even social engineering are suddenly tangible. Live Nation alone controls the landscape of touring and has expanded into artist management in recent years. A Justice Department uh, person declined to comment. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, good for this guy, I guess. You know, I don't know. There's no. It's weird because there's really. I don't. I, I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to regret saying it later. There's really not any way it could get any worse. But, you know, with one guy owning all of it, but. Well, 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 what does he own? He owns a dying medium. That's what he owns. And the concert industry will be back. Yeah, but yeah, but how, how does politics play into the concert industry? Well, again, you got your rage against the machines. Yeah, but, but, but who, are, are they, are, is, is he going to somehow say, yeah, I don't like your message. So you can't play oh, on no. my stages. No, he's a profiteer. He's going to profit first, but what could happen and again, I, I don't think it can get any worse, but it could. The same thing could happen with this guy is what happened with Fox News. You know, with the um, Fox News was on fire, destroying everybody. And they still do. But they but to less of an extent, Yeah, to less of an extent. But I don't know. Kids that- got in there because the kids took over the business. Mm-hmm. And who's to say what this guy's kids are? You know, he's an old fuck. He's not going to be, you know, sitting in the boardroom fucking checking spreadsheets on Live Nation tours. <laughs> you know, at some point, his kids are going to take over. Right. Absolutely. And then God knows what you get. You know, or or the kids will hire some or he'll hire the wrong guy or so. I mean, who knows? There, I guess there's ways it could get worse, but I don't know, man. You know, I mean, well, I'll tell you what scares me about about one entity owning any of this stuff is the podcast industry. Not that I give two fucks about iHeart. I'm more worried about about satellite radio um, being scooped up because XM has been buying up podcast companies. Or Sirius has been buying up podcast companies lately, trying to make their stand. They're they're trying them and Spotify are buying up the podcasting companies. And if this one guy owns that, and again we get into Maybe not him, but his his next, uh, you know, next in lines are a little more ID, you know, ideology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they could start shutting down a lot of the ways that people gain, get their, um, their media today. Well, kind of like what YouTube is doing. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Mm -hmm. But there, there will always be somebody else who sprouts up though. uh, I, I hope so. You know, I, I mean, I hope so. But for now, we'll just keep on keeping on, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, apparently, you know, again, this and this goes to show you how, um, you know, desperate, you know, a live nation is looking to make some money, especially now during the, mm-hmm. the pandemic and all. Um, our, our friend Matt Barth from uh, Cincinnati sent over a, uh, a little thing about what what the live nation is trying to do to make some money there's a popular venue little concert venue in cincinnati i've been here been there a couple of times it's called bogarts i've been to bogarts and uh they're advertising put your message in lights and show your love with a custom bogarts marquee so you can you you could you could rent their marquee out in front of their um venue right and put your message on it i should just do that hail and kill fuck you pal the classic metal show (laughs) whether it's an announcement a proposal a wedding anniversary birthday or graduation message we will make it one to remember reach out to our special events team at bogarts events at live nation.com or or call this number for more info so, and that's Bogarts that's doing it or Live Nation? Well, it's Live Nation, but they probably owe the, they probably own the Bogarts, uh, you know, concert hall. Jeez, oh they man. they probably own the little venue. That's pretty pathetic there. Mm-hmm. 
new breaking news on the on the scroll. <laughs> Bogarts and Live Nation are cheap fucks, <laughs> <laughs> or are they opportunist fucks? Well, probably a little of both, but <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. I wonder what they charge for that. I would be curious to know what they charge for that. Hmm. Yeah, you can put your put your message on a marquee. Mm-hmm. Well, look at us. We got our own Chiron. Maybe we should start uh, charging money for that. Yeah, twenty five dollars, people. I'll put your I'll put your um your message on our scroll there. Yeah, put it on the Chiron. Breaking news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pew 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 pew. Philu still doesn't like black people. Twenty five dollars. Twenty five bucks, Phil. <laughs> Yeah, we'll put it on our scrolling Chiron at the bottom of our screen there. That's right. Yeah, there. Well, there, there you go. There's some, there's some, uh, you know, innovative ways to to start cashing in. Mm-hmm. We got a got a platform. We got people watching. Yeah, uh, you you could pay us a few shekels. We'll put your little message on the bottom of our Chiron, and people mm-hmm. will see it. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. I like it. That's uh, yeah. PayPal. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 just monetize it. Where let's get David Ortiz back involved here. We got a new product he can sell. Yeah, <laughs> sell, sell our special message, will you? You can get your special message on there. I can see David right now. He'd be like, you know, when you click on those comments, we could get ten dollars a piece for those. <laughs> and if you put their logo up instead of your logo, I'm thinking fifty dollars. Right, of course. Hundred for a whole segment. There you go. <laughs> yeah just give me 40 percent of the take will you exactly why am i shitting on that guy the guy tried it he, I'm did. Shitting on he him. really <laughs> did no you're not shitting on him you're just you're just using that as an example exactly yeah <laughs> uh all right well i'm sure you're well aware that uh a couple of weeks ago that uh the the nascar driver bubba wallace yeah uh, um he he cried he cried foul saying that the uh the pull string on his garage door was racist because it looked like a noose. That's right. Well it was it it didn't look it, it was. It was very racist. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> Even though all of them had the same same pull string on it. Uh Neely, he's a black man. It was racist. All right. <laughs> So uh, NASCAR's Bubba Wallace, who never, who no one ever heard of until his noose uh, problem, mm-hmm. he crashes as Confederate flags fly in and around the racetrack. <laughs> it's a white conspiracy, Neely. <laughs> of course it is. NASCAR well, he, he be able to hold the road until they put those white wall tires on his car. Yeah, and of course, <laughs> raised white letters. That's right. NASCAR's Cup Series All-Star Race was not a good one for Bubba Wallace appearing at the qualifier held on Wednesday in Bristol, Tennessee. Wallace was booed, then he crashed into a wall. <laughs> Bang. Was it because he was booed that he crashed into a wall or was it just a simultaneous thing that happened? He was booed. Uh, Well, that's why. (laughs) Breaking news, Bubba Wallace crashes into a wall after being booed at the Bristol Bristol Raceway. (laughs) Here's your breaking news. All right. Black or white, Bubba Wallace still can't drive. (laughs) Breaking news. (laughs) I like the Chiron thing. It's fun. It's just like watching Fox News. It's so fun, and I can just do anything on the fly. <laughs> uh, you know, as 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 uh, quality as the camera is and everything, I think I like the Chiron the best. Great. Spend all this time designing it up, making these graphics, and you're like, yeah, I like the scroll the best. I like the I like the breaking news message. I, I think of uh, Nathan from Kentucky specifically about the whole breaking news. Of course. Breaking news. I, I like it. It's funny. Uh, it was the first time a significant number of fans were present at a NASCAR race since the Confederate flag mm-hmm. was banned. 
Several thousand fans were on hand, and so was the flag. Right. <laughs> Jenna Fryer, the associate, uh, Associated Press auto racing reporter, tweeted that many Confederate flags were sighted in and around the Bristol Motor Speedway. <laughs> God damn those people. How dare they? <laughs> Racists. Bastards. <laughs> Speaking of that, I I was watching um, one of the old movies, older movies popped up. I think it was on Amazon that okay. I watched. It was Tom Cruise. It was uh, Days of Thunder. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was- well, they prominently showed the, the Confederate flag in that movie because, you know, obviously it's a NASCAR movie. Needs to be canceled. Yeah. Well, I was wondering, are they going to edit that movie so they can take out all the Confederate flag shots in the movie? Either that or they'll remake it with all black people. (laughs) You know, show them standing during the black national. They'll they'll, they'll ask Bubba Wallace to play the Tom Cruise part because he he was crashing into walls early on in the movie before he actually became a good driver. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be perfect for the role. Yeah. Have to. <laughs> He'll be cast out of the Fast and Furious because they don't seem to crash. Right. <laughs> FWIW, in addition to the uh, Confederate flag flying over Bristol, there was another hanging off of a balcony of a condo across from the main entrance as well as others along the Speedway Boulevard. There was another hanging of a flag or yeah, a person? No, flag. Oh, okay. There was another flag hanging. I was going to say, maybe Bubba has a point. Yeah. Um, Speaking to Matt Harrison, he said, he says many flags on the shirts and other items were in the stands. You know, this guy took on a, on a, a fight that was just not, not wise. No. Just dumb. Mm-hmm. You know what? NASCAR has been around for what six, eight, ten decades, whatever it is, hundred right. years. I don't know, but but that's just been a tradition. It's a Southern thing, you know. It's just a right. Southern tradition. It's just like I don't think it meant racist. It's just Southern pride. It's you know they were into the you know NASCAR came out of bootleggers. Right. You know, they mm-hmm. were bootlegging, uh, you know, moonshine. Right. And that's that's how that came about. But that's mm-hmm. a lot of that happened in the South. And it wasn't about, oh, I hate niggers. It was about, hey, we're, we're you know, we're just good old boys. You know, it was the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, never meaning no harm. No. Just dumb. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fryer also reported that Wallace NASCAR uh, only top tier African-American driver and prominent in the news when reports surfaced of a noose found in his garage at another track. He was booed (laughs) when he was introduced and had fans cheer when he crashed. (laughs) I love it. Cancel culture the other way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> he made do you take you guys don't know anything about fun. We're having fun. What is it That's with right. liberals in their their they just like to suck they just like to suck the fun out of the room. Oh, that's what they do. Nothing can be fun. Mm-hmm. No fun anymore. No. Bubba Wallace was also booed when he was introduced. <laughs> and many cheered when he crashed. NASCAR still has a lot of work to do to back up his position. That's right. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. People are going to say, you know what? I'm done with this. Just like a lot right. of people are saying they're done with football. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people saying that. That's for sure. Done with that. The group Justice for Diversity held signs along the Speedway Boulevard after the race. <laughs> Wolf Blitzer. It is. Breaking, Breaking. news. <laughs> love it too funny wallace made an appearance on thursday night's episode of showtime's deuces and miro talk Mm -hmm. i don't know what that talk show and defined it as role in nascar's efforts to ban the confederate flag 
Yeah. NASCAR's banned the flag on June 10th, the same day Wallace drove a car supporting Black Lives Matter. That's certain Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. uh, movement in Martinsville, Virginia. Right. He always, uh, we always want to pay attention to the negative, but the narrative that's been out there now is saying all NASCAR fans are racist and whatnot. And that's totally not true. Wallace yeah. said on the show. I've gone down in the infield at the Teledega, wherever it's at, Daytona, Texas, Michigan, and I never knew if people were flying the Confederate flag. We would go there and drink beer and have a good time and hang out. It wasn't like they don't want you there. Right. That's really what it boiled down to. It's like we're just having some fun. Fuck off. Yeah, we just want to watch a car drive in a circle. Why are you turning it into this political thing, you dick? Yeah. I bet he's got a regret. He's got a regret making a, a, a false accusation and, and then, you know, asking for the flag to be banned and all that bullshit. Don't you think that part of this is that they all see, and by they, I mean anybody that's crying for this race thing, whether it's him or Smollett or whatever, that they see Kaepernick cashing in and they're all, you know, trying to get their little piece of the pie? Yeah, probably. You know. That's that's what I would think it is. Yeah, well, you know, fortunately, that kind of shit has a shelf life. Mm-hmm. You know, pe- people are all on board because they're afraid that they might be labeled something. But after mm-hmm. it's like the pandemic, you know, people were always all freaked out about this pandemic in the first couple of months. Now everybody's over it. They're just like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm done with this. Next. Mm-hmm. Move on. Right. Nothing to see here, folks. Time to move on. Mm hmm. So screw them. <laughs> screw them. Eat concrete bubble, Wallace. I hope that wall <laughs> tastes good. <laughs> Cocksmoker. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's take a short break. All right. What would you like to hear? How's about if we go with... um. How about if we go with uh, Ride on a Dream by Bonham? Okay. You know what off what that was off of by any chance? Maddest Hatter. Oh, okay. All right, I do. I definitely have that. Uh, let's see here. Bonham, Bonham, Bonham. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. Well, I like the setup, Chris. You did a good job. I love this. So- <laughs> It's so night and day. The best part of it is I don't have to do shit. Right. Like it's, it's done. Like all the processing, all those hours are done. I like the first segment is already on the hard drive. Just waiting for me to upload it to Vimeo. Okay. Fucking done. I love it. Very cool. So great. All right. Uh, What was the name of the tune you wanted? The name of the tune was ride on a dream. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, there it is. Number six. All right, well, we're going to play a couple of tunes. We'll come back. We'll do some more stuff. So uh, here it is. It's Bonham exclusively here on your classic metal show. (laughs) 